Hey everyone, this week we actually were surprisingly succinct with our number three picks, so since they ran so short, we decided to include our number two picks as well. So this week will be those, and then next week will be our honorable mentions, followed by our number one picks the week after that. So enjoy the episode. Thanks. Three, you have to memorize it. Okay, you're not allowed to look anymore. This game as I'm holds looking. a huge, and it might even be my number one. I'm not sure. It's a such a special place for me. Uh, Breath of Fire, Dragon Quarter. Mm, man, I should have guessed this. One. I have I have another friend whose favorite game is that game. Really? Yeah. yeah. And I I grew up my like my high school years were sitting in his bedroom watching him play that game and curse very loudly very often. Oh. <laughs> I don't think I ever cursed that game, man. <laughs> There's a, that's Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Make sure it's the game I'm That is on. my other strategy game on the list, and it's entirely different than Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, mm-hmm. uh, except that there's strategy and you play as a character. But mm-hmm. yeah. um, It was the first game that, had, I think, that I remember having a story that I was like invested in. Mm-hmm. Loved the story. You play as, like, the apocalypse has happened. You're, everyone lives underground. Um, and you're this kid named Ryu, which is pretty typical for any Breath of Fire game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know where this falls in line. I think it's after, like, Breath of Fire 1, 2, and 3. Um, so I think this might be the fourth in the series, and I could be wrong. Um, and you have a best friend that I can't remember his name. But he is, like, in, in your job, basically explore the underground, I'm pretty sure. Um, and fight monsters to make it safer. And your best friend is like this really high-ranking guy who's like a prodigy, and he's just really good at his job, and you're kind of like there because you're his best friend, and you're bad at your job. Um, So you're kind of also in training, and you're shadowing him, from what I remember. And somewhere along the lines of the game, he becomes the enemy of the game. Mm. Um, And it was such a mind-blowing thing for me in the game because... I really liked this character, and now I have to kill this character. Oh, mm-hmm. gotcha. And that was where, like, the story it was, like, the first thing where I was like, oh, my gosh, the story actually is affecting my gameplay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the combat in the game was so unique. It was, like, it was one of those mind-blowing things where I didn't realize games could do this, or I've never played a game like this. Is like, this an SRPG? What's the SRPG? Like, grid-based combat? No, it's not grid-based. Okay. It's It's got free movement. Like, you've got movement... And I can't remember specifically if movement takes away from your attacking or what. You can move and attack on the same turn, but I don't remember if moving restricts your attacks. Is this a game where you see enemies in the world, right, before yeah, you attack them? Yeah, you'll see, and they don't respawn. Um, they do, but then that's that's an entirely different mechanic of the game. Do but, you, I'm just trying to make sure I'm thinking of the right game. Do you drop food in this game yeah. to attract? Okay. Yeah, you okay. have uh, <laughs> items in the game. I guess you call them consumables, but it's like you don't consume them, but... You Somebody drop does. them in the world, and the monsters interact with those items. Um, so you can lure food because if you get if you're when you're moving around the world outside of combat, you can attack. But all that attack does is give you initiative in the combat. So mm-hmm. if you successfully hit the enemy before they hit you, you go first. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge thing with the traps. And also you you can say you can let food down and you can let mines down traps to give you another advantage when the combat happens or you can just remove enemies from the map before the fight even starts and you still get the experience you just never had to do a combat phase with them ah, that's interesting that cool. yeah. yeah that is cool it's cool it's, um, it's always like old school games like it's ps2 right like yeah. ps2 it was old school PS2. jrpgs like i feel like we're not nearly as homogenized in yeah. the way that they often feel like now not always right. but like they're like a lot of what you're saying sounds similar to Grandia too, which mm-hmm. was a game that almost made it on my list. I love that game. Except mm-hmm. I can always go back to it because it's a great. It, I, I a great actually game. sat down to play it and I, and I was like, "This can't be on the this list. It's so list. good." Yeah, but it it's just different enough. Like every time you start to describe something, I'm like, oh, oh, nope, that's kind of a left turn from mm-hmm. Grandia too. Yeah. Like, and and I feel like they were more willing to take risks with systems and stuff like yeah, that like no. accumulating xp that you can then invest in characters but mm-hmm. but combined with like a real-time combat system mm-hmm. that also had all the, these like tools for manipulating the mm-hmm. combat beforehand like i don't know of any other game that combines mm-hmm. those elements in that way yeah hmm. well um 
one thing that's really interesting is it's like um, Tactics Advanced and Triangle Strategy where each of your characters has a different role, but, you know, they're stuck with that role. They're, you, your main character, Rai, uses a sword, and he's got dragon powers like any other dragon uh, Breath of Fire game. Yuna, I think, is the healer's name. And that's definitely her name in Final Fantasy X. Then I'm probably wrong. I'm probably wrong. I can't remember the girl's name. I think I want to say it starts with an L, like Lulu or something like that. I have to look it up. But call her Lydia. She uses guns, and she gets different guns that operate in different ways. And you can have like elemental guns, just like you can elemental swords. But the healer can actually lay traps down, uh, which is really cool in combat. They're Hmm. they're in combat traps. You can lay these big traps, and you can lure enemies through hallways, and you can funnel enemies. And that was so much fun for me as a kid to place these giant traps and like yeah. i would use the the gun person to lure enemies through a hall and have my sword person behind the door right next to the trap so the trap would go off and then my melee unit would move in and clean up the kill and as a kid i'm doing these things and it was just so satisfying for me to pull these strategies off mm-hmm. but it was like uh like um the FPS uh, Bad Company 2 talking about where everyone plays a sp- specific role but mm-hmm. I don't have to have communication with my friends I'm all three of my I friends I don't need sweaty friends <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. my other two friends the yeah. gang's yeah. all yeah. here and actually <laughs> I actually did play a multiplayer with a friend where we just passed the controller between the two oh, of us oh okay interesting because yeah. uh, we just both classic love the game so there. much yeah, yeah classic yeah. Yeah. Um, the game has a couple of interesting mechanics that I don't know if I want to dive into specifically but there is a way to like once you understand this mechanic of the game there is a way to reset the world and when I was a kid, I didn't quite understand it. But as an adult, when I went back and played it, I was like, oh, I can farm and level up as much as I want. And that makes this game way easier. Yeah. As a kid, I was like, how do I do this? This is so mm-hmm. difficult. But I eventually beat the game as a kid, not understanding and taking advantage of the full mechanics. Of That's the been better. There's a mechanic in the game where if you use certain moves in a certain uh, order, it does a combo move. So, and I remember to this day, I would do this one combo move and right would go, Hickson! and it was so cool every time it would make this big X across the screen and then you appeared behind the enemy you were just in front of them and then they would like burst and blood would go everywhere and now you just remember very specific things about you have those like vivid flashes of yeah yeah. that's the while we're still trading these references back and forth a key component of Grandia 2 that made it so interesting to me was when you hit an enemy, they start to get lifted up in the air. Uh-huh. And if you can time your different team members mm-hmm. attacks to where they keep yeah. triggering, cause you say what you want them to do and then they have to move close enough to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you time it to where they all can get there at the exact okay. right time, it'll just keep getting higher up in the air and it multiplies the XP that you get. Yeah. <laughs> So, so there's like a meta Talk game. About satisfying. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Yeah. The, the whole meta game of seeing how high in the air, even weak enemies, you're just like, no, don't die yet. Don't yeah. die yet. <laughs> like, it's so yeah. satisfying. Here's something super random about Grandia 2. Please. But it's, it's, it's very spoilery. But at the very end of the game, the two main characters actually share a kiss with one another. Is that I, true? I don't know. Do you not remember that in Grandia 2? I, so, hmm. Uh, <laughs> There's a, there's we mentioned this in oh passing gosh, um, before we started the podcast. So we, we were we were like, should we share stories about like times we didn't save? <laughs> and one of the things, so I, this was not a case of me not saving. Mm. I had a memory card with many, many valuable saves on it. I could see that. Over 90 hours in the first Disgaea. Yeah. I was at the final boss of Grandia 2, which is, I was there. That was where I was saved. Oh, and, okay. and Sony, for the holidays that year, sent out a demo disc to try all the new fun games. All right. And if demo you discs. played Klonoa 2 on mm-hmm. the demo disc, it would reformat your memory card, and oh. it would wipe everything. Mm. And I lost everything on that memory card, and I said very quietly in my child rage, I'm never playing these games again. <laughs> and I didn't. <laughs> and I didn't. <laughs> and I didn't. Yeah. I yeah. bought Disgaea 3 and I said, I'll never see you again, Disgaea 1. Bye. There you go. And I never got to finish Grandia 2. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I do have it on Steam and I think my Switch. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Is there any way to play this game currently? Have you tried to go back and play yeah, this game? Yeah, why, why can't you re-experience it? I bought this game. Uh, the Is it expensive? 
20 bucks for a brand new copy. Oh, I bought it on. That baby, was a few years one. ago, though. Yeah, I was going to say. And it was such a strange PS2 feeling. exclusive. It was such a strange feeling to hold a brand, like, not a brand new copy, but an unopened copy of a PS2 game and open it up. For real. It was Breath of Fire 2. That's really wild that it was brand new brand and $20. New. Yeah. yeah. I don't um, feel like any, any PS2 RPG is that cheap. I yeah. agree. Uh, to me, the game's a 10 out of 10. It still holds up. So I'd be interested in you guys playing it and telling me, is nostalgia effective? How do we play it? That's... I, I mean, have a PS2 and I have a too. copy of it. I have a PS2. Yeah. I, I need to go to my parents to get it, that, but I have that a PS2. Cool. Yeah. So my next game is also a game that I can't... I could go back to it and enjoy it just as much, mm-hmm. but it, it, it was such an overwhelming moment in my life, like a, such an encapsulating experience for me. And really shifted, like, not just how I think about games, but how I actually think about, like, art yeah. and how stories are told and how you can play with different mediums. And I, like, I feel like still to some degree, video games are seen as, like, a leisure thing that do not have a lot of artistic merit, especially by people who don't play them or people just play them casually or whatever. But I've always, in a kind of a very pretentious tone, told people that like video games are the culmination of all other art forms. You, you can read a book, you can watch a movie, you can listen to music. None of those are interactive mediums. They are all one-way experiences in which you are absorbing the experience of someone else. Right. Video games take all of those mediums and they put them in, 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 in a context where you can then give feedback or where mm-hmm. you can then at the very least be directed yeah. even if you your input is just as much as moving around the world you are still being engaged directly to actively participate in what is being told to you yeah. and for me the game that has played with that idea probably more effectively than anything else for me is the original near that, <laughs> that, <laughs> that yeah. game is so it i I think the biggest reason, and near Automata as well, like I have them side by, like side by side, near slash yeah. near Automata, yeah. because Automata also does some incredible stuff. Yeah. But for me, when I was playing the original near, so for those who don't know, it starts as kind of a post-apocalyptic world where every, like there is just a man and his daughter. Daughter is sick with an incurable disease. Her dad is trying to find a cure for it. Basically, the game starts um, in like an apocalyptic scenario where these, where basically you are outnumbered 100 to 1 by these like ghostly creatures that are mm-hmm. haunting you. And they're the reason the world's been destroyed is the insinuation. And it then flashes to a completely different context where you are in like this village and you're trying to find the cure. There are a lot of really interesting characters. There are a lot of interesting topics that were introduced to me through this game in a way that I still don't feel like other games have really touched on. Mm -hmm. There's an intersex character where there's a lot of interesting backstory about the way that they are ostracized and the way that they are treated and how that shapes who they are. Uh, Yeah, I I just think and, Mm -hmm. and and beyond like all of that. Every enemy in the game cannot be understood. the The whole point they is that speak, they speak a different yeah, language. It's, yeah, the enemies actually talk, but it's a yeah. It's and a there's and language. throughout the game, you will see like this alien language showing yeah. up as like, subtitles. Why bother like, showing me these? Subtitles? Why bottle bother showing me? Yeah. So then <laughs> the the plot twist for people who haven't played the game, skip ahead like one minute. The plot twist is when you beat the game, you find out that. Um, there's there's a lot more complexity to it than this, but you find out that um, these are basically the result of, if I'm remembering this correctly, a science experiment where humans tried to escape this virus by making by separating their souls from their bodies, and so these are just humans with no physical form. Mm-hmm. They're not people in any particular capacity. They're not mean or or fighting for a cause or mm-hmm. anything like that, and you have been destroying them because effectively it's just been passed down from person to person that these are the reason that the world fell apart. This is the reason why everything sucks. And when you play through the game again with a new game plus all of that, all those subtitles are translated Mm -hmm. so that you can now understand what you're doing. And there are still so many amazing opportunities where they there there's a section where you go into this forest and the whole game turns into a book it's just text but the way that they play with perspective and 
and like the way that you're engaging with it. I don't want to spoil too much because I think it's very unique. I don't know that any other game has ever done this. It was like a light bulb moment for me of like, oh my God, you can mix all these different medias together in all these unique ways to really play with someone's perspective of what is happening, of what their role in that is. And I feel like Near Automata is such an incredible building on that foundation of like, understanding where they went wrong with the original near but mm -hmm. also bringing so much more it wasn't more of the same it was so much more of an exploration like it starts bringing in so much more philosophical elements of people and different experiences with different people that are are experiencing different aspects of this great disaster that is happening to mm -hmm. them and how it's affecting them but not at all in the way that you might think yeah like Everything about that game is so much more than just a game that even though I could go back to those games and play them right now, I could never have that like tsunami moment where it just clicks and my entire perspective on mm -hmm. what art can be and what can it, it what can it achieve is right. totally altered. Yeah. So that game is like overwhelmingly a game that I'll never be able to go back to mm. through no fault of its own. <laughs> right. Basically. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Mm -hmm. Yes, Kaine and Emil are two of my favorite characters, period. Yeah, yeah. I cool. completely agree. Cool. Yeah, it is a great game with an, an amazing soundtrack, which is one of the so things true. that I think, I mean, the, the yeah. story from that game is already incredible and the characters are amazing, but I think outside of like, because the combat's not great. It's just not great. Yeah. But I it's think true. the music during the combat is kind of what elevates that game. Mm -hmm. to yeah the voice acting is very good and i often find um i can't remember the name of the book that's following you around that's helping you the grimoire, uh, the grimoire yeah. yes grimoire vice is his grimoire name vice, yes. um he yeah. i the voice acting really sells those moments and there's mm -hmm. a lot of i don't remember there being a ton of reused dialogue right. um which yeah. i i think is it's good when a game knows how to be quiet yes mm -hmm. so um Maybe I'm misremembering. Uh, talking but. to you, Dragon's Dogma. Grenz's <laughs> <laughs> no, Dogma. If, if they didn't tell me that they were weak to fire every time. No, weak to fire! That was right. such a annoying In all thing. In uh, uh, But yeah, it's funny that. Just near, mark this off my list. It's funny. <laughs> that's fair. Near is a game that's like. If you're trying to grade it, like rank it, it's like this, this section of the game is 8 out of 10. This part, like yeah. the way they do this mm -hmm. game is. 8 out of 10, 9 out of 10, 8, 7 out of 10, and then this section, 2 out of 10. <laughs> I'm going to quarantine this and one it's funny, section. It's funny how like you can make your list, and it's got that such a terrible concept of combat. Like It's not even, like terrible. It's just so outdated. It's just it's so possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's passive. Passable is a good word for it. Yeah. it there's it's nothing not, compelling yeah. about no, it. No, no. And it still makes your list because the other elements are just so good. Yes. Which I you didn't even mention the soundtrack. I didn't. Yeah. I am not typically, it takes a lot for me to listen to a soundtrack. Undertale, on repeat, the Japanese symphony, symphony did like a whole, like a production of the Undertale soundtrack. I didn't know that. It's great. Okay. Yeah. Check out Spider Dance. Uh, it's, the, but, but Nier is already that, right? Like it's already orchestral. Right. Uh, it and it's just so. Which is why it hits hard. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so it's very it's verbose. Mm -hmm. It's very like. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> we'll swap. No punches time. pulled. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there right. is there even even the combat. I have like a nostalgic fondness for in near. There's very little about near that I don't enjoy. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. So now, have you, it's just like there's never any cool moments where I did this cool thing in combat mm -hmm. and I feel rewarded right. for it. It's yeah. like I finally finished the combat. Yeah, yeah. you feel I about that combat how it. I feel about all combat. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Except Hades. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Hades. Nat, did I tell you? Yeah, it's not on someone's list. It needs to be. Uh, she was like, are you going to put that on your list? I'm like, it's the opposite of this list. I play Hades for fun all the time. Yeah, I was like, there's nothing left for me to do in that game, and I'll just go back it's, just because it, it feels so list. good. Yeah, 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 yeah it's it, just amazing. It just feels it's, that good. Yeah. Yeah. Spoilers okay. for a future list, maybe. But, That's uh, right. Talon. Number, we're at number two already? Number two already. We are. I say already. But... Only four hours later. <laughs> How are we? Uh, yeah, okay, what's your number two? Uh, number two, Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. Didn't think it hit your list. Yeah, I just, okay. uh, that game where we talk about not holding your hand. Mm -hmm. 
I thought hard about putting the, the game on my yeah, list. And so did I. Exactly. I was also actually trying to figure out where to rank it exactly because I was just like, ah. But just I think my problem is I just enjoy it so much. Yeah. Still. Even do, with I even do. with tears. I do too. I do too. But I wish I could go back and play it. For I the first couldn't time. go back to Breath of the Wild after playing Tears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree, but I feel like they're almost inseparable when you're comparing them to anything else. Yeah. You have to mention both. How yeah. I feel about Breath of the Wild when I played it is how I felt about Ocarina of Time back then. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. it's just like, man, if I could just take, like everybody's like, want to remake Ocarina of Time? Well, you've got it. It's Breath of the Wild. I It really does. <laughs> feel I feel differently than, than that. I feel like Ocarina of Time has something that Breath of the Wild well, is does missing. Mm. Um, interesting. And I think it's, Almost the direction. I feel like Breath of the Wild is too empty for me, and mm. Ocarina of Time felt so alive. Yeah, you would go to new sections of the map, and it was like, this is a, this is a t- entirely different. Right. And I don't know. Breath of the Wild is like a lot of running around for me. Yeah, I, and I, I get totally that. And I think Tears of the Kingdom answers almost all of my complaints in that regard despite being what twice as large because it's underground. Yeah, but I think the big thing for me uh, is yeah. like, I I'm not arguing one way or the other but before you get to your actual explanation i was just going to respond to your statement and say i definitely see where you're coming from with ocarina of time but with breath of the wild regardless of how i feel about it that game to me feels like that is what he wanted ocarina of time Time to to be be. when he made ocarina of time he worked within the constraints that he had to make Breath of the Wild. Yeah. That's what it felt like to me. It did feel like uh, Breath of the Wild was his, like, like a passion yeah. project. And whether, I mean, you can argue, obviously, whether or not you feel like uh, that's entirely a good thing that mm-hmm. he made the version he wanted or whether it maybe is a little bit too grandiose for its own good. Yeah. I'm not saying one way or the other. I'm just mm-hmm. saying I can see an argument for both. Right. Um, the uh, weapon degradation is just a huge annoyance to me. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. I that's think interesting. if they honestly just took that out on entirely but it's also like it's 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 like this hard that because removes, it's like yeah. no because i like i actually like the weapon degradation for I think, real for I real they, i think it adds an element of strategy that i would never use any, use other, any weapon other weapons eventually yeah. i can and it makes me approach that. combat scenarios that's totally differently. different yeah. that is true i agree i just wish it wasn't so fast that's, that's my complaint. yeah yes. you can slow it you down hit, by like 30 uh, percent uh, for sure you know you got a mob just, of two goblins yeah and there is a pace in that game at which you run out of weapons, and then you're just running away and from enemies. And then you're just running away. Yeah. yeah. Which, I, uh, Tears of the Kingdom fixed that a little bit for me, because I did. could make fuse, a great weapon. The fuse yes. is an incredible mechanic, mm-hmm. and I wish Put it, it in the quick build, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But my, my biggest thing is that the, um, the feeling of discovery mm-hmm. in Breath of the Wild mm-hmm. doesn't match anything else that I've ever played. Really. I don't remember a game... In recent memory, I mean, Tears of the Kingdom excluded, mm-hmm. where I would be playing Breath of the Wild and like just a scene, just standing somewhere and seeing a vista, I would be like, Natalie, come look at this. Yeah. Just because like nothing funny or, you know, unique. I'm not in a combat scenario. I'm just standing in a particular place and it's just that breathtaking to be yeah. like mm-hmm. breathtaking of the wild, right. more like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because I think it's like, you know, obviously you've got the Great Basin, which is, it's also you know, a big level in itself, but that is the starting area. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and you get some apples and you've got a stick and you've run across a few enemies and you're hitting them with a stick and you're just like, I don't know what to do. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then obviously it builds up from there and, you know, you get to one spot where there's a ravine and you just happen to find like a rusted sword and you cut this tree down and it falls in between and mm-hmm. you're like... I think I could probably hop on that tree and mm-hmm. hop over and mm-hmm. it works. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wow. I showed my older brother that specific. I know exactly what you're yeah, talking exactly. about. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That it, specific thing. He's like, oh, that's really cool. And I works. love games that reward curiosity in general. Exactly. But it feels like something that you could actually do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like, oh, it, I've it, done it. it re- <laughs> just not with a rusted sword and right. three yeah, swings exactly. on a tree. You know, it's, it's just like, if you can think it, you could probably do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Within obviously the physics physics of the game, mm-hmm. but it rewards you for attempting to try something mm-hmm. and then when it works, that uh sense of like discovery and being rewarded for your work mm-hmm. feels way more satisfying than I just pressed A four times to do a combo. Yeah. 
know yeah. what I mean? It, yeah. And it just does. And it's yeah. like, you know, like there's boulders on a hill. There's goblins down there, and you push the, the boulder down, and so it good. smashes, and you're like, so oh my good. gosh, I can't believe that worked. Yeah. Or you light the um, the grass on fire, and it makes an air pocket. You know what I mean? The first and time I you, realized you could use air currents to lift yourself, lift yourself up, up with the glider was yep. mind-blowing. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's like, really I want to cool. get over there really quickly, and you shoot an arrow, a fire arrow, kind of far away and you shoot one up close and then you can just ride it all the way there and it's like that cool. is incredible because it catches fire well it's not just combat either like if you're at a ravine and you're like i have to climb all the way down there and then all, all the way, way back up this wall and yeah. it's raining and it sucks right. you can just start a fire and then carry yourself across yeah and then at least you'll land on the other side high enough to climb the rest of the way right because stamina in that game uh, yeah stamina yeah there's definitely some like <laughs> i was some frustration stamina over health each 100 percent because yeah. of the exploration yes yeah. pro tip to anybody who hasn't played breath of the wild there's a statue that will let you swap your hearts your like that you've upgraded for upgraded stamina and vice versa at mm -hmm. any point you can just swap them back and forth just it's go all off. stamina i think it's all way stamina. off to the northeast yeah mm -hmm. and then and like i didn't know about that until much later mm -hmm. and uh Getting the Master Sword for reasons I don't have to spoil here yeah. was much, much easier yeah. because yeah. of that. Yeah, go ahead and level up stamina, and then when you want the Master Sword, and swap all your stamina. Yeah, for, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. that's exactly what I did, yeah. So I think what it, what, it, what uh, Breath of the Wild really nails, though, is that, obviously, the discovery. But I think, I know the map is really large, and I know you said it feels a little empty, which I do agree, but I feel like the plot points on the map are the only things... That, like I feel like it's like almost empty on purpose, hmm. and everything that's placed on the map is something that's like worth exploring. Hmm. Yeah. Whereas you have games like Assassin's Creed with huge bustling over like open uh, worlds, the... but there's nothing to do. There's well, just people in the way. You're trying to get to the like. Here's a point. It feels like they town. knew it was empty and they were trying to hide it from you. Yes. Right. But yeah. they don't know how to do that in a way that matters yeah. right. because now it's just annoying and mm -hmm. big and empty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, it, it might feel more full, but if you play the game for any length of time, you just slowly realize, like, annoying. this and is And then you're just, just like, I just want to warp there yeah. because it's, I don't want to The Valhalla one, one is the one that they made the biggest improvement on, the mm -hmm. map. But it feels like they've hardly learned from their past mistakes. Yeah. I think they're so busy making one. those games, they don't have time to change True. anything. You, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think Valhalla was the one where they, so right, many before it came out, assets. They, yeah, they yeah. said, hey, yeah. let's stop and actually make a game i've heard good things about valhalla yeah, like i have uh, there are a few good. podcasts yeah, yeah. i listen I to never where they play those though. regularly but yeah i'm i'm in the um, same boat I, uh i'd like to make an argument against breath of the wild yeah go ahead uh, i don't think you can do that here <laughs> i don't think it's that kind of list <laughs> for but... me it's nice to look at not fun to explore that's okay. me it's like i'm kind of I, okay i see a tavern mm -hmm. a place to put my horse yeah mm -hmm. it looks just like that last place where i put my horse yeah there's I think, maybe another quest. It's another fetch quest. Yeah. Another thing or, or something. And a lot of the game felt like a chore to me. Let's yeah. find all the Korok seeds. And, and Oh, uh, yeah. If you're looking for Korok seeds, you'll get what you deserve. As an OCD. <laughs> as a final reward. Yeah, that's right. I'm, I don't think I'm OCD, but I do have OCD tendencies when playing games. Like, I want to find all the seeds. Yeah. Why did you do this to me? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I definitely definitely enjoyed the game it's definitely not a bad game by any standard but yeah. like with dark souls the mm -hmm. sense of adventure was way higher than me yeah each area you go to is so iconic yeah and like you remember the feeling of when you first went there yeah. to that area and each each door you go through is like what is behind this door right it's right. gonna blow my mind yeah and breath of the wild it's nice to look at not that fun to explore it's yeah taxing yeah and i can totally understand yeah. that to me uh it worked like okay. you're on a horse in a field. To me, that game is such a journey over destination. To me, that game is them. It's like watching uh, Princess Mononoke over and over and over again and yeah. being like, hey, look how that guy runs. I want Link to run Shadow like that. There's got to be a way to make this movie into a game. Yeah. Yeah. Shadow of Colossus did that for me, though. But I was much younger. Mm -hmm. Where I was like, man, this world's so cool. And I want to explore every inch yeah. of it. If yeah. I went back to that game. Right. Yeah. I'm not exploring yeah. it, 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 it might be a bit of a cop-out but i feel like that game is empty in a way that feels very intentional to yeah, me yeah, correct um and and whether you like that or not is just personal taste of yeah. course like not not everybody's going to enjoy that but to me moving through those spaces there were moments where i found it frustrating rain is really the thing like the limitations of that game are very much when it impedes your yeah. ability to explore is when i'm frustrated if i don't that find anything that's not frustrating to me yeah 
because moving through these spaces feels very unique and novel, not in the sense of moving through them, but in the sense that they are all feel like real mm -hmm. places that really connect right. and were formed, not made. You know yeah. what I mean? But I thought Breath of the Wild was going to be the best game of this decade. Mm -hmm. And then granted, it was almost a decade later, like six years. But right. when Tears came out, I was like, how is this on the Switch? How can you mm -hmm. possibly have made this game that works and functions on the Switch? Um, I say same game. So do you feel like Tears is better for you? Tears of the Kingdom, if I had played both at the same time, it'd yeah. be like, okay, put Breath of the Wild away. I'm going to play yeah. Tears. Mm -hmm. But playing Tears after Breath of the Wild, mm -hmm. even six years after, well, I'd say like probably four years after like yeah. being done with Breath of yeah. the Wild. Right, right. Um, was like, oh, it's the same map. Oh, there's a whole underground section to explore. Yeah. Oh, wow, this is really this boring, is really boring to and nothing to do. Yeah. Um, oh, you're both very wrong about that. I love exploring underground. I, I genuinely oh, okay. loved, like, the, the way in which it impedes your progress is not so active. It is very much like a, you can explore if you want to, mm -hmm. but, like, we're not going to, like, make areas where you just can't get to or just mm -hmm. can't climb to or random rainstorms that mess everything up but lighting those beacons and having like these big regions just exposed to you and you're like that's where i've i've been just like wandering mm -hmm. in the dark and yeah. this was what i like mm -hmm. when it suddenly feels like a real space and mm -hmm. you see all these ruins and it, it's just so interesting to me it, it just had a lot of those goblin camps scattered around that were copy and pasted yeah especially in the um, dark when yeah. when you mm -hmm. stumble upon them and you're just not ready for them yeah. i agree that doesn't feel great um there were a lot of sections that was necessary to go to there was a lot of things you have to spend a lot of time doing and the reward is very small correct breath of the wild you collect all the seeds what do you get golden some ugly giant thing yeah you get golden poop so literally. In, in, yeah. in saying that though uh when you like say you find like some disfigured rubble on the side of the cliff you're like i could probably throw that with a with a bomb arrow mm -hmm. and so you do and it it like takes you down a path you're like oh okay and then you gotta like glide into it and then you get rewarded with uh you know but there's whole it's like they're trying to teach you it's the journey not the destination yeah it really feels yeah. like yeah. but you get you actually get a reward and it's and i'm blue, not saying it's a blue rupee huh it's a blue rupee okay. sometimes well, it's but sometimes it's armor that lets it's you armor. like survive cold easier it's, or it could be armor or, or it could be something further yeah. cool like, and i think this that's one thing that mm -hmm. i think i was disappointed in about elden ring Mm -hmm. is you would finally find something cool it's and this happens so many times it's a flower it's or a, flower. a lotus or something that doesn't have that to you do could with buy anything merchant for like two souls yeah. mm -hmm. or whatever what are, are they called um, uh, so just for context i've never really been a souls person i mm -hmm. like bloodborne quite a bit but i've still never even finished it yeah ryan and i have oh, played so <laughs> Ryan and I have played so much Elden Ring, mm -hmm. and that is probably one of the few games that I would actually push through to to beat. Yeah. And never has that been more true in a game. Huh. I've never shown up to a gigantic coliseum in the middle of nowhere with no way in, mm -hmm. nothing to do, in a game that is designed to make you feel feel like there's nothing to do when there actually is yeah. and in this case it's the opposite <laughs> yeah. do you know how long i spent trying to figure out how to get in that stupid coliseum just that that is like the downside of those types of games i feel like it's yeah. like yeah. and i you can now that's like the opposite of journey not destination right like mm -hmm. the destination is very important mm -hmm. but the problem is what is at that destination what is it that sucks if yeah. it's five rupees of course you're going to be like i i lean towards your opinion a little bit in that context of I wish they had more things like cool armor, even if it just did things that let you goof around because yeah. that game is so much about goofing around. Right, exactly. It doesn't have to be like a strict improvement over what you have. It could just be different. Yeah. Uh, I would love to see more of that, um, but I feel like Tears of the Kingdom with the amount of tools that they give you mm -hmm. helps to address a lot of that for me it's the most like reused asset game i've ever seen for a sequel and i mean I that agree. makes sense because it's on a switch um yeah. so <laughs> i don't know how it functions it just at felt all. like it was six years in between it felt like a year of work i agree it was very to me it was very disappointing yeah like i thought we were going to explore 
a whole new world. Because every Zelda game has done that. Yeah. Every and I thought Zelda we were going to explore, like, like, and I was vid- vid- like revisiting the same villages, rebuying the same armor, uh-huh. re-exploring that was the another same huge thing. Yeah, and but the, like, those villages have either, they've been like destroyed or they're I being, know, but like, I've already helped them in the last game. I don't want to re-help the same people. Well, I hate yeah. to tell you, but RPGs are going to make you help the same person. <laughs> <laughs> if it's a sequel. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the, in the context of like, I felt, you're not wrong. I'm not trying to say you're wrong. Yeah. But in the context of a game like Tears of the Kingdom where it's the same map, yeah, I felt like they did a good job of making the differences compelling to me because I would go to a new location. I would be like, oh, what's going on here? And like the village that you helped to build in Breath of the Wild, which is one of the best quests ever, by the way, you just help build an entire town in the middle of this giant rock that's mm-hmm. surrounded by it was amazing. Because in I, Breath of the Wild? Uh, in Breath and of the I Wild. And I thought yeah, it yeah, was yeah. lackluster. Uh, I didn't like it. Okay. Oh, okay. I had fun Building that town? I yeah. don't know. I it was like, I it was like, that. And, and it's very dark cloud. A, have you built a house in Tears of the Kingdom? It's so disappointing. Uh, I don't think I have actually. Um, I got distracted by um, Baldur's Gate uh, from yeah, Tears. Uh, so I haven't gotten as me. far in Tears as I will eventually. I uh, also haven't gotten as far in Baldur's Gate as I will. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but regardless, I feel like we spent too much time okay. like talking trash about your opinion uh, <laughs> on Breath of the Wild. Breath no, of the Wild no. is a ma- an amazing yeah. game, hands down. I yeah, don't yeah. know. like I, It I, definitely I, has its faults, but... Oh, I, for I all the negative agree. stuff we've said about it, I'd it rather, is an incredible I'd, game. I'd rather play Link to the Past, though. Okay. Yeah, I love a Link to the Past. Yeah. I would not. Uh, <laughs> I would not <laughs> if someone's asking my opinion, I would not. Uh, I, it's, uh, it's difficulty is uh, right where I want it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Show me my number two. Tell me your number two. My number two is a game I love. And I haven't gone back to play it because I need someone to hit me in the head hard enough to forget everything about it. And that right. is Inscription. And I've offered to do that. Inscription, you yeah, say? Inscription. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Taylor? I don't know. I know it exists. Inscription okay. is such a unique game. You're going to have to give some context. Um, Came out a, a couple of years ago, right? Probably three years not ago. More than, not more than. Okay. I'm not sure. It is pretty new, though. Relatively recently, but not new. Yeah. But it's a video game that um, eventually warps its way into reality. It's a fourth uh, wall breaking yeah, game. Yeah, fourth wall breaking okay. game. And even to the extent where the creator in the game, you'll find coordinates in the game. And people I forgot went, about that. People went to the actual coordinates. Like longitude, latitude. Longitude, latitude on, on Earth went to those coordinates and found stuff left behind by the creator. He wow. to, like had buried to immerse the game which, into this reality. In the game, there is footage of someone burying yeah. something, and then the coordinates are somewhere else. But it's real footage of him burying that thing. Yeah, and the, it's it's wow crazy. But but the start That's of the cool. game, the start of the game, you're in this little log cabin. There's this like tree looking dude like a, he's got like this big beard it's hard stuff. to make out his features because it's yeah. very it's dark. dark it's very dark there's okay. a few light sources in the room where you can see like some knickknacks and stuff on the walls and you can actually i don't think at the very first but eventually through the game you can get up out of your chair okay you're playing this game that you think is all here on this table yeah and then all of a sudden you can get up out of your chair it's frog fractions if it was never funny yeah <laughs> interesting <laughs> and you can move around the room and there's like little puzzles and things in the room and you're not quite sure what to do with them that's ah, so cool and this game is so cool <laughs> i was gonna say it sounds like i should just play this game yeah. and not totally. know enough about it almost. really you should there's there's so many cool there's things three this. acts in the yeah. game is is the i okay. wouldn't spoil anything past the first yeah. act okay yeah um yeah the game goes it, like the whole first section of the game could be its own game and okay. they could keep and the fact they do they make a uh there's like a that's like the new game plus, plus thing is they went back and added an endless mode to the first yeah. chapter oh, so you okay. can just huh. which is an amazing chapter you can just keep playing it and you unlock more content for that first chapter too in endless mode where you can make new you get new cards you can make new decks okay but the way the system works in the combat is when you hit the opponent there's teeth on like a little judge scale that goes up and down and I can't remember how it goes. If you steal all their teeth, you have to get ten teeth ten on teeth. your scale. So yeah, but you teeth are removed when damage is dealt to you. Yeah. So if one turn I manage to hit 
you with my creature cards and deal five total damage, you'll get five teeth on your side of the scale. Mm. But if I'm not careful about planning my defense, when you hit me for five next turn, the scale will just turn back to normal. Mm. So you have to hit 10 total damage without receiving any damage in return, like a cumulative 10 damage mm -hmm. to your opponent before mm -hmm. they lose. Yeah. Okay. And there's so a back the scale and forth is tipping. Element. Yeah. And there's a point in the game where the dude realizes you're going to lose and he's like, well, we can get playing if you cut your eyeball out and stick it on the scale. So he hands you a, you pick out a, I think you pick out a dagger. It's a, you literally you oh, take you a out knife. An eyeball later. You, 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 you take yes, it. Yes. But you first you take a knife off the table yeah. and from a first, the whole game is from a first person perspective, yeah, by okay. the way. So you're like sitting at the table, looking at the cards. And when you get up to walk around, you are physically moving around the cabin, looking at all these weird knickknacks. Yeah. But there is a moment where he's like, if you want to keep playing, I'll even the scales. And you even the scales by taking a knife off the table and gouging your own eye out and putting it on the scale to level it back out. And then he, and then right after you do that, he's like, well, do you want another eyeball? And he has a box of eyeballs. And there's one specific eyeball that lets you see new things in the room. Hmm. It lets you see invisible writing on yeah. things in the From, room. So like there's so layers of you realize puzzles. you're yeah. not the first person. Crazy. You realize you're not the first person to play against this guy. In this oh, game. Okay. He's kidnapping people gotcha. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, the insinuation, yeah. by the way, is that he's only letting you live as long as you are playing this game with him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that you're going to die as soon as you stop playing. Yeah. Right. So that's like the tension of this game is. You, there are moments where he'll be distracted or whatever and you're allowed to get up and leave the table but then there are moments where you're very much not allowed yeah. to do that mm -hmm. so, and if you solve puzzles in the cabin it will potentially give you access to unique cards that you can put in your deck yeah. and he'll be like where did you get that card like yeah. he'll react to you having these cards mm -hmm. in your deck and, stuff. and yeah. so it's almost like an escape room uh, sense yeah where, yeah actually yeah. that's a good yeah. way of uh, thinking about and it. and also when you first start the game and you draw your first hand there's an otter card i believe it's an otter mm -hmm. and it's talking to you the card is talking to you and it's in secret and the guy across the table doesn't know that you're getting all this inside information from this otter but this otter is like hey if you listen to me i can keep you alive and the um i'm gonna go back and play this game yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh and when you die the dude takes a picture of you and then he kills you. Yeah. And you become a card in his collection and you get to, you get like stats based on how well you played. I, I think. think they're right. No, they're not random. There's, they have, they some, some something. connection to your performance. You mix like stats of different cards that you were able to make. While That's playing, what it is. And then yeah. You can possibly get those cards on your next playthrough, but you are playing as another person. He has kidnapped in his cabin. Every time you lose, mm -hmm. you, you, are like back where you started, but you're not the same person. You're a new victim. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Hmm. Playing yeah. his no, game. No, it sounds incredible. And then the game gets crazy. Wild. Okay. And from there, it, it gets weird. Yeah. They keep doing card based elements to the game. Yeah. Um, but they change the rules up, and the way you explore is totally different. Yeah. Um, and then they start, they start breaking the fourth wall. Okay. Um, in really cool ways. So, it's just a it's highly great. recommended game that is super cheap. Do you to pick just up. feel like that? Yeah, I think it's twenty bucks on Steam. I think it goes on that. If you get it on sale, you can get it for like two or three dollars. Holy crazy. cow! Yeah, I'll buy you a copy if it's three dollars. Cool. Um, Check it out. What is it about the game that you feel like you just can't recapture? That sense of like mind blowingness. Yeah. To that game, just you just, mean the first time going through. Yeah. It? I like that all of our number like as we've gone up this list, all mm -hmm. of us like. They're ranked, they're totally different games, but they're ranked on the same echelon of like, number two was mind-blowing. And I'm like, yeah. number two was mind-blowing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah. Well, I'm going to write it down for a game that I yeah. should play. Well, it might be one of your homework games, so. Okay. Yeah. Sounds you good. Got, you got to at least get through the first it's act. It's a game we'd love, Jared and I would love to hear your feedback. Okay. Natalie loves that game so much that she likes to tinker with deck building and stuff uh -huh. to the point where she's never gotten past the cabin because she doesn't want to. Well, she she needs to. She just and keeps... Then just that's what, I'm like, mode. please finish this one fight. I'm, the endless <laughs> mode... I'm begging you. If you love the first act, though, the endless mode is fantastic because it only yeah. builds on that and i think it was like fan driven that mm, he make this, that he made that yeah. and so he did and they keep making cards and you yeah. you have new starting decks so you have a whole new strategy cool yeah really cool mm -hmm. stuff no it sounds mm -hmm. incredible 
But so, um, as someone who only has seen the cover of it, mm-hmm. like I've seen the name, mm-hmm. and that's the and trailer. That's, like pulled me in immediately when Jared was talking about yeah, it. And I, I was like, man, this looks crazy. So, that's wild. My number two mm-hmm. is the absolute epitome of what you guys are talking about with your number twos like being absolutely floored by a game undertale outer wilds Ooh, good another good guess <laughs> uh i feel like so many games that we've talked about are just stuff that was so influential to us mm-hmm. as kids or as young adults who were forming who we were like forming our identity and helped to direct our identity my number two is a game that's so fully like is who i was like it's it's much more recent but it's much more about who i was and when i played that game putting into words how i already felt about the world and helping me to understand and crystallize my thoughts in a way that allowed me to communicate them to other people but in a way that was so compelling that i didn't really need to because i could just say hey play disco elysium because that game is <laughs> so overwhelmingly... That's the game that is like detective version of Divinity. Yeah. Right? So in Disco Elysium, it is a, it's basically an open world point and click adventure. Mm-hmm. The art is absolutely breathtaking. The, art the is music great. is on another level. Um, but more than that, I just cannot overstate how incredible the writing in this game is mm. and how incredible the voice acting I've heard nothing about is. great things. It's been on my wish list. It's um, just been I really don't here. know how you'll feel yeah. about Disco Elysium because That's it is also so another much. Reason. Mm-hmm. It's, so you you are a cop mm-hmm. in this. You, you are in a country that is a fictional country, but it's a country. I'm trying to make sure I get the order right. But basically it is a country that within one or two generations of people has been occupied by a foreign nation in war and then was forcefully capitalist and then was occupied and forced into a communist government and then forced into like a there's like a socialist regime that tries to take over in a coup and they fail and you collapse back into capitalism basically and so this nation is a small collection of people who have experienced everything on the political spectrum and everybody has their own opinions about what was right and what was wrong and where they really failed and where they really succeeded. And so it's just this boiling point for all these different political ideologies to be tossed back and forth at each other. And you are a police officer who wakes up in a hotel so hungover that you literally can't even remember who you are. And there are, it's an RPG, so there are all these elements to your personality, but they are uniquely phrased to help kind of communicate the tone of this game, which is like inner empire, is like what you think about the world from your perspective. And the really interesting thing about the RPG system in this game is it is a... Basically, every attribute that you can have is a bell curve where you start knowing nothing about this, like having having no intellect, let's say. that There's, a, there's an aspect of, the, of character trait where you, all it does is let you think of useless facts related to things around you. That's all it does. And the, the more you raise it, the more likely you are to find clues by accident because you're just like, I know that baseball card, that's rookie, blah, 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 in a pawn shop. And you're like, why would that be here? And then it'll lead your character to a train of thought that will lead to some relevant information. Mm. If you just keep putting points in that, it will make you obsessed with random facts where you can't even stay on one train of thought for any amount of time. So Mm. Much like myself. You can't solve, you you can't do anything. (laughs) Like you become, so all the attributes in this game go from knowing nothing to be very, very useful and then eventually to overwhelming you. So anytime you try and min-max your character, you'll actually sabotage yourself. (laughs) That's so interesting. And all (laughs) all the attributes of your character are manifested as different thoughts. So if you're thinking about how other people perceive you, it will be like this very deep, mysterious sounding voice. Valleys, colors. This is your chance. He's talking. 
rip into him with a punch and catch him off guard. When I saw Disco Elysium, mm -hmm. I said, man, this is a game that Jared would love. Mm -hmm. yeah. And this is a game Ryan and I probably wouldn't like. Yes. <laughs> the, the problem is um, Ryan has multiple on multiple occasions told me he is not a fan of people just standing around and talking, no matter how compelling the conversation might be to me. Yeah. That is just not a type of narrative structure that he finds particularly compelling. Mm -hmm. This game is just a series of combo, extremely well-written, well-voice acted conversations, but the diversity of where you go and where you end up is extremely unique. And there's like a scenario where you're all the other cops are always making fun of you. And if you, depending on how you roll, you, you think it's a, an increasingly good idea to win this argument, to pull out your gun and point it at the other cops. But then another aspect of your personality will be like, don't point your gun at the cops. Yeah. Everybody knows how to do that. Do what a real cool guy would do and put it in your mouth. Wow. So you like put the gun in your mouth and the other part of your personality is like, listen, I get it. This is super fun and funny. Mm -hmm. But if you do this, we're never going to be able to have fun again. Yeah. Like you need to think about future fun because th <laughs> there's like a hedonistic part of your brain that only cares about doing more drugs all yeah. the time. It's cold out here, but she's not wearing a hat. She must be freezing. Everyone knows drugs make you invulnerable to cold. You bet this one likes to party. It's like trying to talk you out of it so that you can go do more drugs. Right. Like that's the kind of tone of this game. And it's like that all the time, except it never in the same way. This game's gotcha. too real for me. Uh, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. This game is exceptionally real. Yeah. Um, but also it's getting a sequel and uh, the studio. Oh, wow. I, didn't know. I didn't know that either. The studio that made it, um, everyone quit because the publish, what? they got bought by a, some other um, publisher and they were like, could you stop being so mean to capitalism? And they were like, not really. That's kind yeah. of the point of the game. And they were like, well then um, we're just going to make you be nice to capitalism. So they all just quit we'll go and over protest. Here and start our own wow. paper company. Mm -hmm. So Disco Elysium <laughs> two is going to be nice. absolutely nothing like Disco Elysium yeah. one, but uh, it was so successful because it won yeah. a bunch of game awards. Oh yeah, absolutely. Stuff. No, it's that, like one of the highest rated games of uh, all time. Thanks to Sam Webster for the music on our intro and outro. If you want to see a video version of our podcast, including clips from the video games we talk about, you can check us out on YouTube at Did I Save Podcast. We're also on Blue Sky and TikTok at Did I Save Podcast. And if you have any questions or recommendations for the podcast, let us know at Did I Save Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks. We'll see you next week. <laughs>